We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Good morning, Grinders. Welcome to Roto Grinders today. I'm Jordan Cooper, aka Blender Ed, Blender HD. If you want to follow me on Twitter, it's Friday, December 8th. We'll be taking a look, GPP wise, DFS strategy for the NFL Week 14 slate. So hit that thumbs up button. Give me the thummy thumbs early in the morning. Hit that subscribe button. Hit the notification bell to know when we go live. Join with me, as most Fridays, John Breslin, Squirrel Patrol. The millionaire winner. We got a slate coming up 11 games. And uh, we got some low totals. We got some high totals. We got some. There, there's some teams that, that we could target on this slate. Uh, we got some weather, right? I think there's, I think there's going to be a lot of bad weather on the, the East Coast, I guess. But, I mean, it's kind of reflected in these totals. So, yeah, I always start out, John, with, with you. Because you're, you're kind of a straightforward type of tournament player like it's like oh the dolphins are on the slate they have a big total i'm just gonna play them do you view that uh are you just gonna just eat the 49ers and just let anyone else run you down yeah i don't know um i i don't know the 49ers are like really jumping out off the page in terms of like optimal projections so that makes me like them more uh because i don't think people are necessarily going to get there as much as they should so one thing i guess we should start off like the december show i guess it was december last friday too like december uh nfl dfs i always think of like a few things like weather i think of like their week 17 and 18 like preseason games uh and then i also think that like friday content becomes more and more hypothetical as we move through the month of december right because there's a bunch of injuries um and so we really we don't know who's going to be playing and that could shake up the slate a lot. Like if we get a couple of backup running backs in there uh, who are low priced, then suddenly Christian McCaffrey becomes a lot more appealing. Whereas like if, if everybody's in, then McCaffrey is not so easy to get to. Um, but yeah, I, I don't know that there's a, a bunch of chalk that like jumps off the page. Like last week, it was like immediately, what are we going to do about Zach Moss and Harry Kill? Zach Moss is still kind of a thing. Uh, Tyreek Hill is not on the slate. Um, and I do, I, I think the 49ers are this week's version of the Dolphins where um, 
are the team that probably jumps off the page to me the most, but I don't see like other than Christian McCaffrey, I don't see like ownership projections going crazy with, with 49ers, which is good. Well, I mean, it's just that the running back news is essentially Zach Charbonnet at 5,400 for the Seahawks. Like if he doesn't, I mean, I don't even, who's going to be the running, who's going to be running is McIntosh. I mean, who the DJ Dallas, I mean, is it going to be the, I mean, I'm not even sure. I mean, what are these, what are these prices for, for these guys? I mean, McIntosh 4k, if DJ Dallas, let me hide on, I don't even know if he's projected even in the projections. Like these guys are cheap at 4,700. I mean, do you think that, especially with, with the seat, with it being a Seahawk, like you mentioned that, like if, if one of these running backs become available and is a decent enough value, right? I don't know if it's going to jump off the page. It makes you be able to get up to McCaffrey, but it's also in this 49ers game. So if you're going to do like the popular type of like Purdy, McCaffrey, Debo, like your run back is going to be the running, because it's going to be the Seattle running back. But I still think that even if Charbonnet's in, I think Charbonnet 5,400 is going to you know, be decently owned. And I think you could even throw in a $4,100 Zaxon, uh, Smith and Jigba in as well. Like I think I think you're underestimating the field. Like we we've, we've had the, we've had this thing the, the, this year, the talking point that you know ownership projections are off or something, and they ain't off. They ain't off for me because I people don't like playing bad games. They like playing good games. So like the more and more people are like, well, I got to play 49ers. Like you'll see. Like I I wouldn't I would not be shocked if like we have Debo at three. 3.8% owned, like at 6,800, that it ain't, he ain't going to be that low. Like Ayuk ain't going to be this low <laughs> at, at 11% because people are going to play the 49ers. Yeah, literally the thing I did right before we started this show is I was filling out the expert survey and there's a thing like for your top contrarian plays below 10% owned, the projected ownership from both sites. And I saw like Debo Samuel there. I'm like, oh, I'm putting him first. <laughs> like he's not, but I'm like, it's a cheat, right? He's not going to be less than 10%. Owned. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I agree. I think Debo will be highly owned. And it, yeah, it's, this game could get some steam um, because I, I think you're right. I think Zach Char- I think if Charbonnet's in and he's too low priced, even against a good like 49ers defense, because he catches passes as well. Um, and then if like DJ Dallas is, is in, like DJ Dallas catches passes too. Um, I don't even know who the other guy is. McIntosh? I, um, I, I, don't, yeah, I don't know. I guess maybe there's some situation that could blow up if if Charbonnet's out, Kenneth Walker's out, and um, McIntosh and DJ Dallas are like splitting carries, then it becomes unappealing. But like if the chalk running, cheap running back, it comes from this game, then you're going to see a bunch of 49ers, um, including Debo Samuel at, at higher than three percent ownership, and and Christian McCaffrey, of course, and Brock Purdy is showing up as like one of the best point per dollar quarterbacks. So, another popular quarterback, not a high total. The Bears have a 30.25 implied total against the Lions, but I'm expecting Justin Fields will be, I think Justin Fields and Brock Purdy will be the two, like, if you play cash games on DraftKings, that's probably who you're playing. Uh, the thing with Justin Fields is, like, obviously he is rushing upside, so you could play him without anyone, but people still don't, people like pairing him with someone. So... Like, we've seen, like, DJ Moore, like, we have him at 11% owned, Cole Komet at, like, 9% owned. I think Justin, I, I think Justin Fields is going to be higher than 10%. 
And I don't think people, I, yeah, they're going to be lineups in the Millie Maker and stuff like that with naked fields. But I, I, people will pair fields with more, at least more command. I think more will be higher owned. Obviously, you have the natural kind of run back on the other side with the Amon Ross St. Brown, and it's, it's cheap enough. I mean, DJ Moore is 6,500. I don't think that's that appealing of a price. Uh, do you think this game is? I do you think this game is be over owned? Because I mean, what what what? These are the types of players that you want to play. Like DJ Moore type is someone that could put up thirty five points. Amon Ross St. Brown could put up thirty five. We're not talking about like possession receivers and you know sustained drives to accumulate points. Like these could be big plays. The only thing I'm the only thing I'm worried about is that you know Justin Fields is is really a high variance quarterback. And I, I go I go along with Cheese's, uh, you know, Robbie Ray rule from MLB. It's like when you have the high variance situations, I want to go away from ownership. So, like, if people are scared of the variance, I'll, pl- I'll play them. But if people have, like, like, they think that Justin Fields is like, oh, yeah, this is a safe 20-plus points, I'm more likely to not 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 play the Bears. He's He's definitely not safe. But I do like him. I do like Justin Fields as a play. Like I won't go. I won't look to get under the field on on Justin Fields. Um, like ten percent ownership is probably. I'll probably come in a little bit higher than that. Um, I'll probably be a little bit higher than that, but not not way over the field. Uh, I just. When I think he's uh, past three games against Detroit, he's gone over a hundred yards rushing, and and added a passing touchdown to each of those games as well. Um, and I don't think there's necessarily anything like going back to like last year's Detroit or whatever that like Justin Fields just excels versus the Lions. I just like the idea that there's a quarterback that can go for 100 yards, three games, you know, rushing and throw a passing touchdown as well. So and we're seeing this like such lower scoring this year that those rushing yards for quarterbacks and those rushing touchdowns like really make a make an impact. Right? And I know I talk about it almost every show that I just love rushing quarterbacks, especially in tournaments. Just because, like, if you have a quarterback who can get a forty-yard touchdown run, like that is, you know, that is suddenly a tournament-winning quarterback, uh, and it's really difficult for the passing <laughs> quarterbacks only to, to catch up to that guy. So, like, I, I prefer Justin Fields to Brock Purdy this week, especially in terms. I, I don't do a ton of cash games, so like maybe cash games you just want to put in Brock Purdy and, and hope that like, if you do like a Brock Purdy and Christian McCaffrey pairing, you're probably capturing 49ers scoring. Uh, and and Purdy can throw a touchdown to, to McCaffrey as well. So I guess a decent tournament lineup. Um, but just in terms of like raw projection, I would like Justin Fields ahead of Brock Purdy. Well, we do have another rushing quarterback on the slate that actually has a decent implied team total. Uh, I mean, in this day and age in NFL, 24 is a high team total. And that's the Ravens. But of course, Lamar Jackson is, is more expensive than, than Fields by 900. So he's $7,700. And we've seen that if you're if you if you played Lamar Jackson this season, the Ravens could score a lot of points, and Lamar still has nothing yeah. because Keaton Mitchell is scoring, and they're they're, they're it's it's you know, Rashad Bateman's getting end arounds, and like there are ways for Lamar Jackson to fail, but at less ownership, I don't think that the his receiving pairings, other than maybe Isaiah Likely, are going to be all that popular. What are your thoughts on? You know, I mean, you, you said like any 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 quarterback that could get a hundred yard hundred yard rushing bonus, you have to consider. I'm much more likely to to play 
the better team and play the Ravens and do, you know, Lamar plus likely plus one of like Bateman or Flowers. I don't even need a Ram on the other side. I mean, the Rams are kind of expensive. Kyron Williams, Puka Nakua. They don't have that big, they have 16 and a half implied point total. And the Ravens have no problem putting up 38 points in a row. I mean, is it, it it's not a bat like this Jackson stack is not a value. So I'm these these ownership numbers of like seven percent, like the high single digits, I think may stay there because you ran this through an optimizer, you're not gonna it's not gonna pop off the page at all, but the lineups will still be pretty good. Yeah, from a narrative perspective, I like Fields more than Lamar. Um, I and it, it kind of comes down to uh I don't know. Like, it's not really hand in the dirt stuff. But like, Lamar just got his contract last year. Like, why is he rushing? <laughs> like, and the Ravens are don't necessarily want him like running into the pile or whatever. Um, with a huge investment in him. Whereas, like Justin Fields, the Bears are going to be trying to decide whether or not they spend one of their high draft picks on a quarterback or or trade down or whatever they want to do. So, I kind of like the idea of going with Justin. Like, Justin Fields has maybe got more incentive to put up some numbers than, than Lamar Jackson. Whereas the Ravens. <laughs> Um, you know, like, yeah, maybe they want to hand the ball off to, to Gus Edwards more. <laughs> Having said that, you know, you've, we've seen, I think, a couple games earlier this season where Lamar had multiple rushing touchdowns, so it's not, uh, you know, it's not a hard and fast rule. Like, I'll definitely be playing some Lamar Jackson. I'll probably just be playing a little bit less Lamar Jackson than Justin Fields. I just kind of like the, the Justin Fields situation a little bit better. Uh, last game I want to talk about before we go back and forth on other games that are off the board that we may want to target I think the baby the best real life game on the slate, and that's the Bills and the Chiefs in the late set. So it has it has the highest total, 48 and a half. Uh, I think Pacheco will be the highest owned in this game, maybe some uh Rashi Rice. But Mahomes is 7,900, and he's really not a rushing quarterback. He hasn't really hit ceilings this year, but historically. I mean, Patrick Mahomes is is a 303, 300, 404 type of uh, passer. And then we have Josh Allen on the other side who can scramble and score rushing touchdowns himself. I mean, they're expensive quarterbacks, and the Bills are really not positive values. You always have Travis Kelsey there to, you know, you're going to have to pay up at 7,800 at tight end. Like, to stack this game... Is this going to more depend on whether or not we get like some value running backs or something like yeah. that, that that'll change the popularity of this game? Because without that, I mean, this game could this game could easily score 70 points between both teams. And if that's the case, like I almost don't even care about what the prices of these players are, because some of these I mean, it may it may outscore every other game by 20 points and you just may need it no, no matter what. It's possible. I, I see that as less likely this year i don't know it like these teams haven't been putting up explosive point totals like they have in, in years past um one thing with the value running backs i think isaiah pacheco is still questionable so if we get clyde edward to instead of pacheco that that turns the slate on its head as well that, that would be if, if we get clyde edward to clyde edward to is i mean what what's his price is he even like 4200 yeah uh, yeah yeah if, if, if pacheco is out Ceh becomes the the eighty percent owned running back on the on the slate, right? Yeah, yeah, and it'll be interesting to see if like Pacheco's like a genuine game time decision going into like four o'clock, how people handle that. Um, 
I my guess is people would just play a lot of Pacheco and then you know swap down to Edwards Alaire if they have to and then use the money you know to spend up somewhere else if they can. Um, right, because you got you got the 49ers in the late set, so you always have McCaffrey there to use your salary towards. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, you'd have to be. Sw- I think that'd be tough. I mean, you also have you had Keenan Allen, you have Devontae Adams, you got you got Justin Jefferson coming back. I mean, you yeah. you got stuff there that you could that you could spend your money on. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, I guess you, you could probably spend up, and a lot of people are going to be playing like Purdy, and um, so yeah, people would would figure out a way. Man, the one o'clock games are terrible this week. <laughs> um, You're right. I know the yeah. one o'clock games are awful. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. I, I hadn't really noticed that, that dynamic of the slate that um, that there's going to be like. Late swap is going to be interesting. I don't know if you'll be people will be able to use late swap like they necessarily want to, where they see how their lineup is doing and adjust accordingly. Um, but just because like everybody's lineup is going to be, yeah, you know, probably looking terrible. I get the I guess like the Fields and, and Lamar Jackson are in the early games. Um, so yeah, so like this game, like it's expensive to stack. It's the same issue it, it often is with both Chiefs and Bills. It's just really expensive to stack. So if you're if you're stacking up this game. You really are hoping for like seventy points, and like, that's a possibility. But like in in my one fifty lineup set, I don't want to be necessarily playing game stacks of this game higher than the possibility of it scoring seventy points, um, because that's where it needs to go at, at these prices. I guess you know the other alternative is you just you just force in you know pieces from this game that you like. You know maybe with Mahomes and and Kelsey or Josh Allen and Diggs. Uh, and then just you know take a stab at some value. And I, that's not a terrible like single entry idea because you'll you'll get some points from this game, and you're just hoping your value hits more than some other people's value might hit. But overall, I still probably like the 49ers Seattle game, like stacking that game and hoping Seattle can keep it closer than I do like stacking up the expensive pieces from this game. Okay, so now let's talk a little bit more off the board. I got I got three. I got three stacks that are off the board. One is one is vomit. One one is one is not absurd vomit. One is real vomit, and one is just going to be ignored. So, like, let's start with you. Like, what outside of the games that we just talked about? What's a stack that you're kind of looking at that may go a little bit uh, overlooked? Uh, let's see, I should. I mean, I know you're looking at. Some, yeah. I mean, the, look at oh. these one o'clock games and go. What, what? What? Which one of these could maybe, maybe get there? Um. So I don't know if it's a vomit stack, but I think Cincinnati is like way underpriced, and as a, just a factor of them playing on Monday night. Um. And so, like Jake Browning looked a lot better than people thought. So that's not necessarily a, a vomit stack because I think it'll get some some ownership. Um. But I think that's a game that like that's the game that I would like to stack that's got the lower point total um that because i think you can play a bunch of sides and then i think like the zach moss like people are gonna be playing a ton of zach moss but play like actually stack the game like play browning zach moss jamar chase um i think that'll see some ownership but i, I think it's justified because it's it's pretty value priced and it can exceed its its total right and typically the cults game the cults run a lot of plays like i think this may be the game if we look at the blitz game factor game level factors that will have the highest number of plays. And uh, in this game, I know it's not a stack, but Zach Moss at 5,900. I mean, if you if you looked at the underlying statistics from last week, 
Like the dude could have put up like 32 fantasy points. Uh, I know they priced him up another $1,300, but he's still in our projections, the highest value player on the entire slate. I mean, I'm going to play 10 to 12 lineups and based on having nearly a 20 point meeting projection, I hope people just get all, I hope people go, Oh, we only got seven points last week. I'm going to, I'm going to get off the, I'm going to get off. I'm going to get off. the. Obviously this matters. If there's another value, we get C8, some of this stuff may change ownership wise, but at the current moment, if if none of that happens, like how, how much Zach Moss are you planning to have in your 150 set on DraftKings? Because my, my intention is to just basically, he's just going to be the guy in every lineup for me. Yeah, it probably won't go that far, but I'll probably play as much of him. I'll probably play about 45%, which is about what I had last week, and it's about as, as high as I generally go on running backs. Um, well, yeah, I'd say it's about as high as I generally go on running backs because his matchup is much better this week. Like last week he was against Tennessee, which is a, a bad matchup. Like the matchup against the Bengals is much better. Uh, so even though his price has gone up, like his price should have gone up. Um, one like quick thing that I noticed on Zach Moss – this week is I always look at you know, the sports books and see like who's most likely to score a touchdown this, this week. And the guy with the best touchdown odds is Zach Moss. Um, like not, not any of the other players that you would think about um, Zach Moss. I think maybe Christian McCaffrey must not be up yet. <laughs> it must not be posted. Um, so let me check that. But yeah, like Zach Moss has one of the better, uh, if not the best like touchdown odds this, this week so far that's been posted. So um, yeah, I like, like Zach Moss. It's a better matchup. I'll play about as much of him this week as I played last week, despite the higher price tag. I want to make a case. Here's a vomit stack. I don't think it's the most vomit stack, but it's a vomit stack. I'm going to make the case of playing the vomit stack in the lowest total game on the entire slate. And that's the Browns and the Jaguars. This total is 32 and a half. And Elijah Moore. I mean, it, it, we, we, we may not, I mean, dude, Amari Cooper is probably not going to play. You got Elijah Moore 4,500 with like double digit receptions last week. David Njoku's there. I know he drops a lot of passes, but his target share is probably going to go up. Uh, Flacco's not a, not really that bad of a quarterback and he's only 4,700. This game is probably going to be ugly, but the Jaguars, Christian Kirk's done. Lawrence looks like he probably won't even play. Like Cleveland defense is one of the best in the league. Sure, they could end up relying a lot on Jerome Ford, but this could be a game where the with the Jaguars can't move the ball at all, and the Browns just constantly have possession in short fields. Pairing Flacco with Moore and Njoku means that you could pretty much. You can play everyone in your lineup. You could play McCaffrey. You could play. You can play everyone. Do whatever the hell you want at that point. And if Cleveland could put up twenty-eight point four touchdowns or something with three through the air, like why can't that get there? Yeah, I'll, I'll be playing more of this game than I probably should. Uh, you know, the, <laughs> with the seventeen or eighteen implied point total, and it's like Elijah Moore and, and Joku, you know, pop up in in a bunch of like my optimal lineups when i'm running them um i i'm gonna try i'm gonna have to like manually limit it it's like i just don't want to play that much of a of a wide receiver tight end pairing in a 18 implied point total game but 
it's true. Like you can put in Joe Flacco, Elijah Moore, and David Njoku, and then you're just you know getting whatever you want. And then maybe you're then maybe you have like a Travis Kelsey on digs or whatever pairing from that from that second game or you know from the the late game. Um, I don't you know, I don't know. I think if that's a DraftKings like only play, uh, I don't think I would do that on Vandal. It's just you know the, the pricing on quarterbacks doesn't go down low enough, and and prices on wide receivers don't don't go down low enough. I think. More is like forty three hundred, but that's still pretty good. Um, and if you've got the old uh, just connection there between Flacco and Elijah Moore. So, uh, what's another game that you you're looking at? See, um, yeah, I skip over Carolina, New Orleans. Bryce Young uh, <laughs> didn't didn't pull it through for it didn't me. Didn't work out for you to hold a lot of your your, your triple the field. You probably were twelve yeah. times the field on Bryce Young last. Yeah, no, I had about five percent. Uh, and yeah, I think he came in at like two, two percent. So I was double the field or so. I think he's like two and a half percent. Um, one game that's a little bit interesting, uh, and I don't think it's going to see, I think it's going to see less ownership than projected is uh, Denver and the Chargers. Uh, like Justin Herbert, I don't know, it just seems like a very Chargers thing that they would like suddenly start looking good now, <laughs> you know, it's like, like suddenly turn around and I, they, they can't possibly be as bad as they've looked. Uh, the, you know, the, so far this year, and I think they're just not going to project well because you know nothing, not like nothing from this season is like leading us there. But you just have to think that like Justin Herbert is, you know, better than he's seemed, and and maybe it's just a few bad weeks that are really clouding our judgment on this game. So I think like a Chargers stack because I think Keenan Allen will see some some popularity, uh, but anything else from the Chargers is probably going to be a little bit lower owned than it should be because I think it'll see a very little. No, no, that was one of my three of the you did it's a 23 implied total. The Broncos defense has been up or down. Like at times they look serviceable, and at times they look like the worst defense in the entire league. And uh the Chargers shouldn't be as bad as they've been playing. So uh Herbert plus Allen plus one of like Guyton or Everett. Because all I mean, they're I mean, Keenan Allen's by far the alpha right now. I mean, you don't have to worry about anything with Keenan Allen that they their receiving core is not very good. Uh, I can't, I know someone in chat is like that. Uh, TJ is like, I'd rather take the shot with Eckler. I don't know. When Josh Kelly is getting more targets than Eckler and playing a lot, I just, I, 7,600 for a running back of that. I, I don't know about you, but I don't, I don't know how much Eckler I'm going to have. No, yeah, not a ton of Eckler. Like he's still, I think, too expensive. For there to be like some pretty major question marks, and he's he's never really done that that well when the Chargers have Keenan Allen. Like the thing you want with Austin Eckler is you want like double digit targets. That doesn't happen when Keenan Allen is on the field. Like so, what happened last year is like Mike Williams and Keenan Allen were out. Right, and I think like even some of the uh, ancillary receivers were out, and then Austin Eckler was suddenly getting like a ton of targets. That that hasn't happened this year because Keenan Allen is there. So I think Keenan Allen is to play in terms of the receivers. I think you can add like a Gerald Everett or one of the other receivers like Dayton or Quentin Johnston. They might hit at some point this season. Uh, but yeah, I like the idea of like a, a Josh, Justin Herbert stack. I think he's going to be on their own. Okay, you want to know? You know, one of my real off the board. Yeah, it's not that bomb because it's not that cheap. It's it's not that cheap because there's one guy that isn't that is fairly expensive. Can I interest you in uh, some Aiden O'Connell at 5,100 
paired with Devontae Adams and Michael Mayer. Because I can't possibly, like, Devontae Adams is 7,500. And, yeah, I know the Raiders' offense has not been clicking this year. Uh, but you tell me that Devontae Adams is going to be, like, 5% owned on any slate. And the Vikings, I'm not afraid of the Vikings' defense. The Raiders are playing at home. Uh, Jeff, Jefferson's back for the Vikings, so the Vikings' offense may actually look better which means that maybe they the Raiders don't rely as much on Josh Jacobs and maybe they have to throw the ball more. And Mayer's 2,900 and Aiden O'Connell's 5,100. So even though Adams is 7,500, I can still play Christian McCaffrey in this type of line. I get, it's, it's, it's affordable enough. Is it something I'm going out of my way to play? You know, this is the type of thing where I have 10 to 12 lineups. I may play one of them. It's just that I ran lineups this morning, John. And, you know, and doing my process of eliminating lineups that are high owned, low. And I was getting like, you compare to ownership, like Devontae Adams with this projection, like, yes, he's lower projected by a point or two from other receivers, but he's also going to be like three times less owned. And that just makes him and the cheap quarterback kind of pop and the cheap tight end kind of pop also. I don't know. You're on board for a low owned Devontae Adams? Yeah, I think you could do that. Uh, I think he's actually Devontae Adams is going to see some ownership on FanDuel. I think he's like the 15th most expensive wide receiver on FanDuel. So I like, I don't know that he'll be that low owned, but I think if you're pairing him with Aiden O'Connell, um, then you've got a pretty lower owned stack. But I, yeah, I think you can definitely play some Devontae Adams. Um, like if I'm Aiden O'Connell, I'm just going to throw the ball to Devontae Adams. <laughs> um, so yeah, I think, yeah, I think that's a, a perfectly reasonable play. I actually think like stacking that game is fine. Like, yeah, if you do 12 lineups, like put, put one in that has like some kind of Devontae Adams, um, Aiden O'Connell or Joshua Dobbs, and then pairing it with like Justin Jefferson or, or TJ Hawkinson, like, yeah, depending on the sites and the pricing and what else you want to do with your lineup. Like, yeah, maybe like 10% of your lineups should, should have this game. Uh, Cause it's obviously, it's only 11 games on the slates and this game is better than some of them. So it should at least be represented probably 10% of your lineups. Do you think Justin Jefferson is going to be under owned? He doesn't project as well as because obviously with Dobbs, at quarterback, the, the Vikings offense is worse than when cousins was playing. I just get the sense that, I mean, it's hard to judge like for the large field stuff, the casual people uh, for the smaller field stuff, projections would make it so that Jefferson is going to be lower owned. But I just get the sense that on this slate, people will just be rushing to play McCaffrey and like they're going to pay up in other spots. That, like, if you told, like, if you took away the fact that Josh Dobbs is the quarterback and he's been serviceable at times, yes, he's yeah. been good at times. Like, we would play Justin Jefferson like at 9,600, like Tyreek, most of the time anyway. Like, I get the sense that people are going to be like, I'm going to wait to see it before I before I play him. And then next week he's going to be 9,500 after coming off a 180 yard nine reception, three touchdown game. That was 4% owned. It's, yeah, it's tough. Cause he's, I think he's the most expensive wide receiver on FanDuel, the third most expensive wide receiver on DraftKings, And I just don't have him projected that high. Um, and so he is going to be lower owned. And yeah, like what if he has a better connection with Joshua Dobbs and, Kirk Cousins or something like that, right? Like I, that's the kind of play I, I, you can't argue against it. Like if you're going to, you know, be over the field on something, 
or differentiate your lineups like by paying up like Justin Jefferson I think is a good good place to go it's just tough because he you're not getting any savings at all with him coming off the injured list um the game's only got like a 40 something point total like it's not like I'm trying to avoid the Raiders defense um but it is it's it's just tough you're not getting any savings at all right I just I just my 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 gut my gut from the field, like not what who's going to play in the what what's going to happen in the games. My gut says that the high priced wide receivers, as a whole, as a group, are going to have the lower ownership as people feel more much more comfortable playing Christian McCaffrey for these prices than play a Diggs and Allen and Jefferson, Amon Ra, Mike Evans at seventy seven hundred, right? Jamar Chase, Nico Collins at seventy six hundred, right? People people may go down here like. Pittman, Olave, Ayuk, DJ Moore, like this 6K, I get a sense that a lot of people are going to play these like 6K, low 7K, the 5K guys, and then they'll play McCaffrey. They'll play, you know, if they're going to pay up or anything, or they're paying up at quarterback. So they're playing, you know, an Allen and Mahomes and Lamar Jackson or something like that. I just think as a whole, like I'm not saying to play two of these in your lineup, but even just a one-off digs. A one-off Mike Evans, a one-off Nico Collins, like, or one-off Devontae Adams. It just it just feels like these are all people that, if they put up thirty-plus points, historically you would not be shocked at all. And getting that for single-digit ownership, I think, is worth a lot more. And then you just hope that McCaffrey doesn't put up forty. Yeah, it's it's difficult because like Christian McCaffrey just has not put up a bad game. In a while, I think it's been like since week six that he was under twenty points. So this like this feeling that like oh, it's just I'm going to get like a guaranteed twenty points from Christian McCaffrey has actually worked out the past two months. <laughs> um, you know, playing him at whatever price, he's he's a little bit harder to get to on Fanduel. Um, so yeah, I don't. I think I think the idea of like of foregoing Christian McCaffrey and playing like a Justin Jefferson or a more expensive wide receiver is. Um, you know, I I think it's something you can do on on FanDuel especially because like because McCaffrey is so expensive. Um, yeah, on DraftKings, like I like McCaffrey should be more expensive than he is uh, on DraftKings. Um, yeah, I, I like it. I like the idea. Like this is the time of year where we forget about people, right? Like we've we we're now what week fourteen, so we kind of assume that everything we've seen or what we've seen the last four or five six weeks is the way it's always going to be, and that's not always the case. So yeah, I agree. I, I think paying up some of these wide receivers that maybe are going to be lower owned is, is a good tournament play. Anything else that you see on the slate from a macro standpoint? I think just the, like, the, we got to wait on these injury situations. Because what, what I always think about is, like, if we have, like, one running back that's questionable, like, Zach Charbonnet might not play. Well, he might play. We, it seems like we've got a list of them, like, uh, Brees Hall, Isaiah Pacheco, uh, Zach Charbonnet, uh, there's, I think there's even somebody I'm, I'm forgetting, like that, that are questionable, like genuinely questionable. And we have to see how it's going to go. And hopefully we know by Sunday. Um, but that's the kind of thing where you got to be able to adjust. So like, so right now, I think you actually are going to see a lot of Browns, like the Elijah Moore, David Njoku pairings, because we don't know if we have any of these cheap running backs. If we get one of these cheap running backs, then that guy is going to shoot up the ownership rankings. Like Zach Moss might even come a little bit down. And then the Browns are going to come down as well. Um, and we'll see, you know, just depending on who the who the running back is, that can affect things. Like if it's Clyde Edwards Alaire, then you're gonna see a lot more of these like Bills Chiefs stacks than you would have otherwise. 
Also, I just uh, did, uh, Carr is questionable. If he doesn't play in Winston's in, I will be playing in Winston lineup. Yeah, you have to. Uh, I think it's a rule that you, you know if you're playing multiple lineups and, and Jamie's Winston is in there, you got to play. You got to play. Him. Right. Now, I mean, right. They're playing at home in the Superdome against the Panthers, and Winston doesn't mind yeah. chucking. That, 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 but of course, I think a lot a lot of his ownership starts coming up, and I mean they, the Saints twenty one and a half implied total, not like absurd, but. But yeah, like but I, I just, I just sit there and wait. It's just like, like, yeah. dude, I want to play these Saints. Just please, can someone just get rid of Taysom Hill first, and then get rid of Derek, <laughs> Derek Carr, and then the Saints actually seem like a team that's worth playing in DFS. Yeah, actually, um, and I don't mind the Taysom Hill uh, play either. Like, if as long as uh, you know, if, if Carr is out, then it's possible to see. You see those uh, Taysom Hill second half. It's always my Taysom Hill fantasy, right? Is that you? You get just get the second half of passing yards from your from your tight end position. Uh, but yeah, I agree that that could affect the, the Saints as well. Um, whether we get Winston and, and if there are cars out, it could, it could affect Alvin Kamara. TJ pointed out in the chat that we have we have Jarek McKinnon as a with a Q tag. I was under the impression that he's not going to play. Do we have an update on that? I think he's officially with the Q tag, so he's in the projections. But from what I've seen, I, I mean, I, I've been paying somewhat of attention in my NFL Twitter list that I didn't see any like update. McKinnon's on track to play type of thing. It feels like like he's more on the doubtful side. Yeah, I'm seeing limited in practice, so we never know what that means. Um, and I think he was actually kind of like a leader scratch. Last week as well. I mean, obviously, Pacheco's out. I mean, and McKinnon's in. Yeah. I mean, he's there all. I mean, it really comes down to it's like if any of these running backs for the Chiefs are out, like they don't have who, who's on their practice squad. Like, who do they like? I mean, who's Andy Reid going to trust a running back? Truthfully, if these if one of these running backs is out, maybe maybe it's more, more likely that Mahomes is just going to chuck. They're just going to they're going to pass a lot more. Right. Right, didn't go up your Rishi Rice exposure. Um, yeah, I agree. We we don't know, and so and there's a few situations like that where it's, uh, it's like Seattle's kind of the same thing. Is it is it Kenneth Walker? Is it uh, Charbonnet? Is it DJ Dallas? Uh, yeah, we got to see. Let's see how the injury reports shake out. People want to know now. It's Friday. They want to know. Yeah. They're, they're making their lineup now. <laughs> yeah. So uh, you got you got stuff coming out today, right? You got you got an article. You got. But is, is there an MMA slate? You got t- you always have tons of stuff. So let people know what content's coming out. Is it free? Is it premium? What's going on? Um, so yeah, I've got. I don't know. I never know whether my stuff. I think my article is premium. Um, yeah, anything. I guess anything that uh, they show like the first paragraph, but not the rest of it, is premium. Is there a thing that says like subscribe? Yeah. So yeah, my got the uh, scroll nuts article coming out later today. Uh, solo ship with JM to win. That records, you know, this afternoon gets usually gets released Friday nights. Um, got the NBA content, got UFC UFC card this weekend. Uh, so a lot of content coming out over the next uh, twenty four hours. Okay, well hit that like button. Hit the hit the link in the description if you want to get a Roto Grinders Premium subscription. Sim Labs is now behind the paywall, so you can't use that for free now. So that's still part now of your premium subscription. Right, and as as TJ puts up the thing, don't forget to check out Squirrels Nuts. Right, don't that doesn't allow, Are we going to get demonetized for that or something? I don't know. 
right? But smash that like button. Hit the subscribe button. We got NBA today, right? We got some NBA. We got some NHL. We got Grinders Live. We got Crunch Time. We got tons of content. Tournament takes. Podcast. There's a podcast feed. Go on your, wherever you get your podcasts. Subscribe to the Roto Grinders Fantasy Football Podcast feed. And uh, and I will, and yeah, TJ. Yeah, TJ will be on Grinders Live. So that he, he talks to the thing. He can, he can, yeah. TJ. So you could just tell people. Oh, I didn't right? want to have my face on here. I haven't showered yet this morning. That's for after the show. <laughs> but you have stuff going on also, right? Yeah, jump scare on that one when I popped in. I wasn't expecting that. Um, I uh, Yeah, I'm on Grinders Live later today, and then I'll be uh, producing for Crunch Time and stuff too. But uh, no articles from me on Friday, but I'll be back with NBA articles, uh, tournament take article for tomorrow. Um, as well as uh, expert survey, more prize picks, and then I'll have prize picks for uh, NFL all weekend as well. Right, all the content here at Roto Grinders. So, click on everything, click everything you see on the everything on the screen or whatever, and I'll be back on Monday. Uh, like I'm always here, right, talking about all the things you're thinking about in daily fantasy props and pick them on Roto Grinders today.